by far in 2016 one of the most like hyped phones. It was designed to be one of the best smartphones ever. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right. Welcome back to Design Huddle. You know it. It's a podcast. Ryan and Mustafa talk about tech trends and UX best practices. Today we are talking tech and we're talking about some of the biggest flops in tech history. Um, Some of these are software, hardware, everything in between. So one of the first ones that I wanted to talk about was a drone it was actually the i'm a huge fan i've always been a big fan of uh gopro um so i love their cameras despite the company not doing great um the gopro karma came out and this was to compete with dji which is you know the chinese drone manufacturer that just dominates the market um so i was really excited about this when it came out. i actually remember this so this came out i think in like 2016 but basically they had to recall their first drone because they were literally falling out of the sky um, due to faulty battery <laughs> latches. So insanely dangerous as you can imagine. They weigh like, I don't know, I would imagine between like uh, somewhere between like a one to three pounds maybe, maybe under a pound. It, it would hurt a lot. Like it cause like serious injury if it kind of hit someone. Yeah, from a height. Or like a, a dog or a child. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So and they're falling from hundreds of feet because they can. The range is crazy. So for me, this was just such a, a letdown because I really do like their compact cameras. I think they've really moved um, the video and uh, like where how you can video, like you know, film and take photos underwater and like in cool places. So this to me was just like such a something that had so much hype, but it ultimately did not meet expectations so i don't even know if they've come out with one since but hopefully they will um but that that's my first one that jumps off um what about you is there any like is the iphone is is the iphone 4 mentioned in that article because i I, in terms of like the two things that always come to mind is like i remember my friend bought like the uh the Cube, the Apple Cube, which was like, a re- it looked like a really beautiful machine from these early 2000s, but then they, they'd overheat and crack, and that seemed like a huge thing. And the iPhone 4, where if you held it, you'd lose reception. And I just remember seeing C- the, the Steve Jobs on stage, like, we're just going to give everyone a bumper, because we really, like, you could see it, because he really pained over making user experience so important. Um, and you could see the look in his face, where it's like, yeah, we... we the the one thing that we're known for we kind of messed up so um i also felt bad for him so when he's like explaining about that um so the iphone 4 which was my first iphone (laughs) um when you held it in a certain way it didn't work um which was a shame but yeah that's the one yeah that's a that's a that's a good one um i think i had actually think i had an iphone 4 at some point um cool so one of the other ones i wanted to see if you ever heard of this have you ever heard of the the Fry Festival. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, that was the thing with was it Ja Rule? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ja Rule. It was like an influencer event. They basically got. Um, I'm just gonna read the. I, I, this is like kind of like a complicated story. There's a, two documentaries on it as well. From um, I think there's one on Hulu, one on Netflix, I believe. But anyways, so <laughs> the Fry Festival. Let's talk a little bit about it. Um, just lost my place. Give me one second. Um, but basically, it was an influencer event that they, I believe it, they like rented a private island or something. Uh, it was in 2017, and this guy named Billy McFarland made up a music festival with a with <laughs> with washed up rapper Ja Rule. Um, but the plan didn't, re- <laughs> but the plan didn't like they didn't really plan anything. So they basically just got a bunch of people to pay for the privilege to be able to go. And then they spent the money on themselves and influencers to promote the charade. So they basically took all of the ticket sales and just dumped it into marketing. So then like the event actually happened because people paid a lot of money. So all of these influencers, YouTubers, like rich people for lack of a better way of framing it, get, get to this island and they start tweeting pictures of, you know, um, FEMA tents and, um, sad cheese sandwiches where it's just like two what pieces of white bread and like a slice of cheese um but basically it was a massive scam it was they shut it down because there wasn't even like was it a scam or did he just he over promised and under delivered wasn't that uh i would classify this as a scam i mean like literally like they should have canceled the event weeks months in advance and they never ended up canceling it they didn't have water it was insanely like unsafe um, they uh, exploited local um, like local workers and stuff, like making them work like crazy hours to get projects done. Yeah, and ultimately people lost a ton of money and it was it'll be known as like one of the the worst planned events of all time and arguably like one of the biggest recent examples of kind of like a Ponzi scheme in a lot of ways. Hey, you haven't seen my birthday, my recent birthday party, man. <laughs> the organization, that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I've heard about this, and I think, is there a court case still going on, or is it all settled now? Cause there was I, don't know the, I don't know the end result, but, um, yeah, I just remember it being such a... I mean, they made two documentaries about it, and they were super interesting. So, like, to me, like, in terms of, when I think of the last 10 years, and, like, of course, this isn't a product, it's an event or a service in a lot of ways. So this to me is like the definition of an event that flopped. So yeah, this kind of notion of like over-promising based on some kind of hype has happened a few times. There wasn't there like um, a cryptocurrency where uh, I think it was a woman was like basically selling this idea of the cryptocurrency. Yeah, one coin. That's the one. Uh, yeah. And, and then she's disappeared. No one knows where she is. Um, but there's so many people putting their money into it and they realized that there was nothing there wasn't even the technical infrastructure there they they while they were taking people's money they were still hiring engineers to build the actual blockchain oh that's quite yeah because people obviously well that's why like once you get away from like the top not to get into cryptocurrencies but once you get away from like maybe like the top 10 projects all of these altcoins also known as shit coins they're really nothing like they're basically just like projects that are stood up on nothing and you're buying ideas so that's why you know most people that are pro cryptocurrencies or like they see the value in the, in the blockchain 
they want more regulation so you can get rid of all of these like basically you know bad business models and stop taking people's money so i think like i i like somebody made a there was a tweet that i saw where it's like bitcoin is investing in digital gold some of these other like shit coins is like investing in tin foil like sure it's great to like <laughs> you could wrap your food in it but it's not going to be anything that's going to be like you know long term very valuable yeah, so can you wrap your food in gold though if you want to well, I think the, the metaphor was more as like a yeah, store of value versus yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. I mean, I <laughs> again, just like playing devil's advocate, I suppose. No, I mean, I don't know the whole cryptocurrency thing. I, I don't know. There'll be, I suppose, you know, in the way like you're watching a documentary, and if there's a bit of the detail that's getting boring, you just skip forward. And also, mm -hmm. I want to skip forward to the story of crypto because there's some. It feels like there's something's going to happen. Either it's going to be super regulated. And everything's going to like settle and it become like the standard or something else is going to happen. And I, I, I think we're in that moment of no one really knows. And so I'm kind of, I want someone to just press the jump 15 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so much changes. So I, I separate it a little bit. I think I'm a little bit different. I think of it as there's Bitcoin, Ethereum at the top, and then there's like everything else. So the real question is, is that does like because like so bitcoin i don't know if you saw this bitcoin just was um accepted as a uh what's it called el salvador made it a um it's an acceptable is the uh, currency for the for trade right yeah it's basically a currency it's just an accepted yeah, yeah. currency and you know el salvador has a ton of issues will bitcoin solve it by itself no but the thing that i think is very compelling um is because Bitcoin is peer-to-peer, -peer, you don't need the middleman. That's part of the biggest value prop of it. So it's one of the largest countries um, per capita with people without banks. They don't have access to banking, So, but they do have smartphones. And that's the beauty of it. Using the Lightning Network, you could literally download the Lightning app or the wallet, and you could pay for um, you know, a drink that's pegged against Bitcoin versus like, you know, a, a, a fiat that has insane inflation. So long story short, I actually think that it's giving access to people that previously would never have had um, stability in current access. Yes, yeah, yeah. stability and like, you know, there's always the uh, Venezuela example where people are literally taking trucks of paper money to buy loaves of bread. And it's just well, know, a bunch of government overstep. I mean, that happened in Russia, right? The ripples where, um, to the point where people would pay with dollars because it was the only thing that you could guarantee because it's like uh, inflation, whatever. But anyways, let's go back to um, the flop. Yeah, sorry. Back to... <laughs> so I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you about one more or two more. So one of them that was very popular in the US, and tell me if this, is, if this doesn't land for our UK listeners um, and other, I guess, non... Uh, U.S. listeners. So, have you, did you ever hear about Movie Pass in the United States? Mm, it so, sounds familiar. Let me give you the quick overview. So, Movie Pass was basically <laughs> offering people the chance to watch one movie a day in theaters, and you could, but it, you only paid a one-time fee of ten dollars a month. But you could basically watch like unlimited movies in a month at movie theaters. So, 30, maybe thirty, twenty to twenty-nine to thirty films a month basically for ten dollars right so immediately what jumps out is like this is clearly an unsustainable 
business model. So MoviePass was hoping that people wouldn't actually take them up on the offer, but subscribers were doing that and more. So people were using their passes as an excuse to use like <laughs> movie theater bath bathrooms, get their parking validated. So there was all of these like other issues with, with it, but eventually it ultimately perished because they, you know, there's a lot of reasons. They were trying to compete with all the the digital subscription services, um, but it never ended up lasting. So they had to cut it. That kind of reminds me of, I think it was in Japan where they, this was years ago, where they, there was a rental company and what they were, they were putting um, GPSs in the cars and what they were finding is people were renting the car and not driving anywhere. And what it turned out where there was groups of people in, I think it was Japan or Korea, South Korea, um, they just wanted quiet time and so they'd, they'd, they'd rent the car because it was cheaper to rent a car than sit in a restaurant or is it a more premium place and they just wanted a place where they could sit by themselves and relax or just have a nap and the people basically hacking an experience or use a fudged experience or use the improvised thing to experience so that kind of reminds you of that it's like a company releases releases something thinking that this is what people want but then what they actually want is the other services in the company so if, if that um what was the company called the one cinema what would you call it uh movie pass it was by amc so the movie pass actually said okay it looks like there's a service here where people want to park or people want to use the bathrooms then they could have actually monetized and made it an actual profitable if they rather than panic and say right we have to stop this how about you say yeah. oh, you use our car parks and you pay you know 50 dollars a month right. and, and then, then you're just diversifying the business a little bit and you're setting more rails to be successful versus like I mean, the $10 a month is insane. Like, I think it was, the thing that was interesting to me, it was like a gimmick. It was a, it was a dying business model that they needed to make a splash. They wanted to get their name out. So imagine if they just did it for six months, right? So you get all this buzz. It reminds people of like how great going to the movies is. And then you change the model and say, you know what? This was an experiment. The test is successful. And we think like 50 bucks a month is like a fair amount for the for the to offset operation expenses so they could basically like say like we're doing this as an experiment the experiment was successful this is what we're going to do moving forward but just like shutting it down not changing the price like there was all of these like i mean it was an insanely viral story here because i think people like love i mean naturally people love movies people were taking advantage of it and then you were seeing all these crazy use cases as well they probably thought they were going to make money from selling food and drinks, right? That's what they probably were going to get. Yeah, I mean, that's the margins, right? Paying $9 for a large Pepsi and six bucks. <laughs> what my older sister used to do, she used to just go to the store, right? Opposite the cinema, stuff like the popcorn and stuff. That's like that. not just your sister. That's every human being that's ever gone to the movie. And she would take it one step further. It's like, you know when the film starts and it'll be like the intro is really loud. Like the studio's intro. And then it would stop. And then she just open the can of drink just like <laughs> yeah, yeah the next intro and then she'll drink and then just burp like <laughs> and just like, the is really disruptive um actually, <laughs> thing, you know actually we gotta to, get we gotta get her on the podcast i know she'll ruin everything um and get us banned uh blockbuster movies like blockbuster that yes. that seems like a wasn't i i don't know if this is true but apparently there's a famous story where netflix went to them and say hey would you like to try this yep. thing with us and they laughed at them out of the office yep like i don't know if that's an actual truth. i haven't seen so there's a new documentary on netflix about this um basically about like it's funny that there's a <laughs> 
Imagine, so Netflix created a documentary about the end of Blockbuster, basically Netflix taking, <laughs> putting Blockbuster out of business and they made a documentary about it. So I thought that like the, you know, the uh, very meta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very, yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's, that's an easy one from a business model and a company that just like didn't see where the, oh, there's this thing called the internet. Like, are you going to lean into it? Or are you just going to keep doubling down that people are going to, drive to a car, pick out a movie, drive back home, watch the movie, return the movie. It's just too many, like the thing that I've learned being in product design is that people will always take, most people will take the path of least resistance. So there's so many things that need to happen in order to successfully watch the movie that you want, that if anybody's able to create a simpler experience, they're gonna, they're gonna do the simpler experience. So that one's the, that's a good one though. I think that's definitely one of the biggest flops um, because they had such an opportunity to acquire Netflix, yeah, have a digital version yeah, that's, of that's the brand. Right? Yeah, um, cool. Last one, just to tie tie this one up. Unless you had another one, but the one that I wanted to make sure that we touched on too was um, I actually love Samsung and I like their devices a lot. I think they've I love their televisions in, as well. But the Samsung Galaxy Note Seven, I mean, it was by far in 2016 one of the most like hyped phones it was designed to be one of the best smartphones ever initial reviews were great but then september 2016 so it was released in august september 2016 rolls around um and there's reports of like 35 phones bursting into flames you know samsung immediately had an issue issue a policy and this was like you know taking um I just like was such a it was such a letdown for, for a lot of reasons. It was dangerous and like um, it's also a shame, but it also improves like how hardware companies are shipping phones now. Like there's like this extra step that you need to make sure that batteries they do crazy tests to make sure that they're more um, you know they're safe for the end customers. So yeah, what do you, I mean, did you do you remember, obviously you remember this right? I remember being on airplanes and it's like, oh yeah, if you've got a galaxy, whatever, please give it to the pilot so he can put it in a metal box. <laughs> yeah, I remember, note, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like if you have a Galaxy Note Seven, don't turn it on during the flight. I think it was like a Turkish commercial because my parents used to have Turkish TV and um, and it's like there's like an army and they're fighting and they're like, we've run out of bullets, give it the grenades, we've run out of grenades. Oh, don't worry, I've got this Galaxy phone and they throw the phone and it explodes. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um. It, I mean, that was really tragic and really bad for their brand as well. Like, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that's like, you know, the nature. I think it's just like, it was one of those things that was obviously a failure. They've, they've produced some of the coolest phones in the last couple of years. So I think it was like a learning experience for them. Um, but yeah, that one is just like an easy one that kind of stood out. But yeah, those are the biggest flops. I mean, we're missing a ton there. These are just ones that like, that I think this was more on a personal level, like which ones were we personally like thought, which ones did we think were flops? Um, is there any other that I miss? Uh, none that I can think of. Um, there's quite a lot in there. There's like a hundred or so, right? Um, but yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone for tuning into Design Huddle. Um, we drop new episodes on Anchor. Uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts, just search for Design Huddle, hit that subscribe button. Um, and we do have a YouTube channel that we're actively growing. We have over a hundred and forty subs. Thanks to everyone that has subscribed to date. Um, so jump over there, 
and hit that subscribe button, leave us a comment, and we greatly appreciate it. Catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Design Huddle. The opinions expressed are solely our own and do not express the views or opinions of our employer.